1: Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove, it's always game day, Buffalo, WGR Sports Radio, 550, WKBW-TV, Channel 7, TV in Buffalo. want to thank everybody for coming on the board, audio, video, Matt, our Bar Bill podcast. On the video side of things, folks, we're doing video all the time, in case you don't know that, at Sal Sports on YouTube, close to 8,000 views in a couple of days, man, loving it, it's great.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the only downfall to the video is before we started doing this podcast, I had to go change into like a respectable <laughs> t shirt and not the t shirt that I was wearing. So, yeah, we just have to make ourselves, I don't want to say look good because that's not the case, but presentable. Presentable in the terms for a podcast. I'm not, you know, showing up here in a suit and tie or in a collared shirt or anything like that. But, you know, I got to make sure the hair looks okay. And we've got that training camp tan right now. So, we got that going. Yes. For us.
1: My wife is just telling me I have a training camp tan going on. You look you look great, buddy, by the way. Don't worry. You look absolutely fabulous. And I appreciate you. Thank want, you. We also want to remind everybody, if you have watched us a video and you're like, oh, I can download audio, of course. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you pod. We appreciate it. It's always game day in Buffalo. Okay. So some guys, let's put it this way. I I think the best way to phrase this is let's talk about guys that maybe we'd like to see a little more from. Maybe we'd like to see a play where they catch our eye that we haven't seen that particular play or a day where we're like, okay, it doesn't mean they've done anything wrong or, Oh my God, like go cut this guy. That's not what we're saying because Mm -hmm. there have been guys I've been thinking about and I'm like, okay, I'm just waiting for that to happen. And Mm -hmm. first on my list is Khalil Shakir. Now I will tell you, I don't think Khalil Shakir is the, Oh my God, eye catching, you know, Uh super athlete, makes highlight real plays. That's, that's not it. But I do think in year two, a guy here who could have a significant role in the offense. I've been expecting maybe to have a few more plays here or there when I'm like, okay, I'm really seeing this. This is how it's going to work. I think he's a viable candidate and a fine candidate to be a punt returner on this team. I'm, I I liked him a lot coming out. I liked him last year. Thought he should play more. I think he has good hands. He runs good routes. I think he's going to play in this league a while. I'm just waiting for the day where I go, okay, that's why I'm saying all these things.
0: I think that Khalil Shakir, Khalil Shakir is an interesting person to bring up because I still have increased expectations going into the season. There just haven't been the flashes during camp that there were last year, but you can look at that two ways because last year there were the flashes. And then I think as a, a body of work in total, it was probably less than people expected. Maybe this year there's a little bit less flashy of a training camp but he's actually utilized more once the season gets going because he has some success early. And that kind of builds some momentum. I think that's a very, very fair person to say for me, this is somebody we talked about before we started the podcast. Damian Harris was the first name that came to mind when we started having this conversation, just because I have said, I thought Damian Harris was going to get a pretty substantial role in this offense. And now I don't even know who's going to have more touches, Damian Harris or Latavius Murray. I think it'll be I think it'll be Damian Harris. I do, but I think there'll be a pretty sizable gap between James Cook touches and yeah. then Damian Harris and Latavius Murray. I think going into training camp, I would have said James Cook and Damian uh, Harris are in kind of one bucket and then Nahim Hines and Latavius Murray are kind of in another bucket. Now I think obviously we know about the Nahim Hines stuff. Now I think it's James Cook is in one bucket and then Harris and Murray are in the other one. So I still think like, I th- still think Damian Harris is this team's short yard running back. It's third oh. and two and you need a first down. I think you're handed it to Damian Harris. I still think that he's going to get you don't think so?
1: I no, no, I it's funny you say that because I think it could go either way. And I agree with everything you said. But I don't think it has to be Damian Harris as a short yardage guy. I think Latavius Murray can still handle that because
0: he's a big, big dude. Dude. He's huge. Damian Harris was standing next to Josh Allen the other day, and I'm looking at both of them, and I'm like, I don't even know which one is bigger. Latavius Murray looks like he's playing the wrong position. He, he looks, looks like, a like he should fan. be a, yes, yes. He looks like he should be on the edge, and he should be getting after the quarterback. So I still think he's got some gas left in the tank. I am not writing off Damian Harris. I think this might be the most predictable position to predict on the 53-man roster. I think right now, well, besides quarterback, probably, but I would say it's going to be James Cook, it's going to be Damian Harris, and it's going to be Latavius Murray. I think all three make the 53-man roster, especially after the Naheem Hines injury. I think Damian Harris is going to have a role on special teams. I don't think they'll ask him to do everything that Taiwan did, but I think they're going to ask him to try and do some of those things. Latavius Murray, I don't think is playing special teams, even though he's huge. I just don't think that's happening. James Cook Cook isn't playing special teams either. So that leaves it to Damian Harris. I think he'll be willing to do it. I just maybe two weeks ago thought he would be more featured in the offense than I think I now think he will be.
1: So I want to take this back into Latavius Murray. I wrote about in my um, Thursday recap at WGR550.com. He really has been popping for me. And I agree Mm -hmm. with you that Damian Harris hasn't. But I don't think that's Damian Harris style. Damian Harris is that that guy that, I mean, we saw the long run Monday night football and the wind store, uh, you know, against the Bills when he was with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. He can do that, but his yeah. style is really what you said it's short yardage, it's power. That's where he's going to be used. But man, every time I look up, up, look up, Latavius Murray's doing something where he looks good and he's running and you're like, you don't want to get in front of that. Matt, do you know he is the oldest running back in the NFL? Latavius Murray is? He is 33 years old. There is nobody older on an NFL roster
0: playing that position. Good for him. That's impressive because from what we've seen, he doesn't look like he's, you know, crawling around the field or anything. He looks like he's got some juice in the tank and he looks pretty good. I love it. I mean, he inspires guys.
1: He inspires guys like me at 50 to keep playing flag football. I mean, come on. He's 33 still running in the NFL. No, I mean, it's the, the only other person who would be older was Mark Ingram, but he retired to go
0: into broadcasting. How old was Frank Gore when he played for the – oh, my gosh. Frank Gore was, is 40 – he is 40 right now. So, he so when 30, he played right? for the Bills, he was 36? Mm-hmm. That's bananas that that guy was still chugging along at 36 yeah. years old. And, Latavius and he was still, Murray like, kind of Murray. effective. Yeah, Latavius Murray was effective. He
1: played well last year. I liked – I think Latavius Murray has juice. I think he looks young and energetic, and I love it. And I'm not predicting him to be taking more touches away from or being the number two running back, but I agree with you. I think that he's going to be a factor here, and you're going to have James Cook. Are we both on the same page now that James Cook – there's a wide separation. It's Cook's backfield, and then it's the other guys.
0: Yeah, I think so too. You know what? Latavius Murray averaged a carry last year. I mean, he was in two Four spots. Maybe. Yeah, it was – he when he was in – New Orleans, it was 5.2 yards a carry. And then when he was in Denver, it was 4.4 yards a carry. And Denver was not a small sample size. Like you say, oh, it was 4.4 yards a carry. He had 160 attempts for 703 yards and five touchdowns. And that was on a team that kind of stunk. So you wonder, what could he do in an offense that has Josh Allen? Because you know, when he's on the field, people are thinking about Josh Allen. They're not thinking about Latavius Murray. So that was a really long-winded way of saying, Maybe had a little bit higher expectations for Damian Harris. Still think he makes the team. Still think he's a contributor. Still think he's going to be utilized in the offense. Just think it's going to be a little less than originally anticipated.
1: Anybody else that you say, you know what? You'd like to see a little bit more from than what you've seen at camp so far.
0: You know, huh. Boogie Basham is okay. one that I think of just because for Boogie Basham, that's a crowded room. There's a yeah. lot of options there. And Boogie Basham to me, even though he has been out there with the top defense at times, I just haven't seen flash a ton. Admittedly, maybe I'm not pay- paying as close attention to specifically the defensive ends. Usually at training camp, you know, or field level, I am watching the line until it gets to Josh, and then I'm seeing where he's going with it. But Boogie Basham and Shaq Lawson, for that matter, are just two players who haven't necessarily jumped off the page, while A.J. Epinesa kind of has. A.J. Epinesa feels like a guy who has made me notice him. I obviously, You obviously notice Leonard Floyd and Greg Rousseau, right? By the like way, Epinesa days. had a real nice batted down pass of Joe Dashiell passing the red zone work today. And it's interesting because A.J. Epinesa has kind of done this the last few years. Like A.J. Epinesa was a hot name last year mm-hmm. at training camp. And the year before that. And I think because he was a second-round pick, the expectations are fairly high for him. A.J. Epinesa had a totally fine year last year. Like, for what he is, as a rotational defensive end who's pretty good in the run game. There is a place for him in the NFL. I think that place continues to be here in Buffalo on a cost-controlled contract. I think he makes the team. I don't know if it's a slam dunk for Boogie Basham, though.
1: We are talking right now as the NFL season has kicked off, at least the preseason. It's the Jets, it's mm-hmm. the Browns. It is the Hall of Fame game. By the way, did you know the Jets and Browns also played in another famous game that was the first of
0: something? Do you know what that is? It wasn't a Super Bowl. No, it wasn't the Super Bowl. Um, oh, gosh. I love asking I've... these questions to you young kids. The first of something that was not the Super Bowl. And it was Cleveland and New York. Mm -hmm. Was it like something with the AFL? No, it was Monday Night Football. First ever game.
1: Browns Jets. When did Monday Night Football start? In the 80s?
0: No, in the 70s. Like 72, 73? I have to look at this. And who were the original? That was Cosell and who? They started like they were the announcers, uh, yeah just, football uh, I have to go back and look. I'm not positively the original announcer when
1: I grew up it was Frank Gifford, Howard Cosell, Dandy Don, Meredith, you know so, but I think they might have even had other people before that. It was so long ago, but I'm gonna look right now.
0: but do you have a favorite I don't know if I've asked you this question before. Do you have a favorite music for one of the like Oh, TV that might show? Be it. that might be is it. It-
1: football is still
0: amazing. I love Monday Night Football too. I think the consensus most people like, like CBS more or they like Fox more. I love the Monday Night Football music and I love the Sunday night football music. I don't know. Something about just like hearing that music gets you a little bit more juiced up for a game, especially cover covering a game or going to a game. I know the Bills have been very good for the last couple of years, and I think there's prime time fatigue for some of the fan base, just because, you know, for years and years and years it was Sunday at one o'clock. And then now they're in primetime five, six times a year. And people are like, man, what I wouldn't do for Sunday at one o'clock. But there there just is an extra juice when you hear that music and you're in the stadium or you're watching on TV. No doubt. About sorry. It. Sorry. Just a random tangent. No, do you think, I get it. Do I you, like it a lot. Do you buy the Jets hype? Do you think the Jets are going to be as good as some people think? Because they just showed a graphic during this and it was like the odds to win the AFC East. And a lot of people um, like the Jets. I know. I think
1: the Jets are a little over because there's just so much around them. Like, I think their odds are a little crazy to have that kind of a jump. But, yeah, I do think they're going to be improved. I mean, if you tell me that Aaron Rodgers stays upright for 17 games, the offensive line mm-hmm. has some questions. I mean, he can have a bounce back here. It's all about – I mean, his thumb injury was a big deal last year. But, you know, the guy that – I think you could look at it two ways. Man, last year wasn't a great year. He's getting older. We've seen guys fall off a cliff at this age. Or say, "Oh my God, he was playing at an MVP level just the year before that. He won the MVP, and then he was hurt last year. So, what are you going to
0: do about that?" Like now, he's just now he's in New York, and he's got great great weapons. There's also a commercial on right now for the Olympics in Paris next year. I can't believe it's like when there's you know Christmas decorations out and it's August, and you're like, "What is going on?" I can't think about Paris twenty twenty four. I can't even think about August, the middle of August twenty twenty three. How about the Browns? Do you have any opinion on the Browns? I, I do. I think the Browns will be better than, you know, they, they, they're they a little undersold. Part of the issue
1: is because they play in such a tough division. But, man, Matt, they have talent, man. They have Nick Chubb, a very, very good offensive line, as we know. They have Amari Cooper, and now Elijah Moore added into there. Um, you know, David Njoku at 10. And Deshaun Watson was spectacular last time he played a full season. Now, we don't know what the year and a half, you know, mm-hmm. he did play a half year last year, essentially. Um, So he was off for a year and a half before that. You don't know what that's going to do. I would say a little suspect on their defense, but they're going to score points.
0: How do you think the AFC North plays out? Go one to four, because that's the tricky thing, because I agree with you that I think the Browns are going to be a little bit better than maybe some people think, (laughs) but I still think, are they the fourth best team in the division? Are they the third? I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm down on the Steelers more than most people. Probably. I know. I know you are you you love Mike Tomlin like you've oh, yeah. made it very clear you and, I, and rightfully so very very successful i think it's Bengals Ravens Browns Steelers hmm all right
1: i think the Ravens might be a little overhyped how about that i i mean i'm a John Harbaugh fan they have uh-huh. talent that you know you know Mackin's going there being the offensive coordinator is going to help them a lot one to four is tough man um I'm gonna say Cincy. You know, I think I'll go. Could I, do I put? I want, I want to put Baltimore second. I don't know though. I think Pittsburgh could be second. Pittsburgh. Now I've been saying this all about Cleveland, but their defense might not hold up. So I'll say Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland. But I think it's all really good division. It's like the AFC East. Yeah. Okay. I think so Cleveland's we'll- like New England, right? I mean, they're right in the same bucket. They're not a bad team. They're gonna play
0: well, but man, they're in a tough division. Why don't we just do this because we're doing it? AFC West, go one to four. Because I'll I'll go if you want me to go. I I mean, it's the Chiefs one. It's the Chiefs one. To me, it's the the Chargers two. It's the Broncos three. It's the Raiders four. I think, though, some people might put the Broncos ahead of the Chargers this year. They might. I agree with that. I think that Sean Payton is
1: trying to reset a little bit in that organization. It's always a bit of a change and I'm not positive that Russell Wilson can be fixed after what I saw last year. So I'm not going to put them number two. I think the chargers are still second most talented and they'll probably be number two, but I understand that thought. And the Raiders just are not going to be good. The Raiders might be the worst
0: team in the NFL next year. All right. And let's just finish it with AFC South. We'll do an entire episode on the AFC East, but the uh, AFC South it's, it's the Jags. How we, how we plan. It's okay. It's good. I love it. Right. Um, what you got? Jags first. Jags first. Second, I don't know, the Niagara-Weedfield-Falcons varsity football team. I, I don't know who comes after the Jags. I, is there a clear-cut number two there? I, it feels I, like they're all
1: – To me, To me, Tennessee does now with the addition of Hopkins. They still have Tannehill. They still have Derrick Henry. Um, they're so weird. I don't
0: – yeah, their Titans are so weird to me. I, I, don't, I don't think know they're a big team, is. but the other two teams are not as good as them. Okay, so let's go Jags, Titans. Then for me, it's probably Colts, Texans.
1: I'm gonna go Texans, Colts. I think Anthony Richardson, rookie quarterback. Recent, now, I know CJ Stroud, but I like I like D'Amico Ryan's the head coach. What they're doing there, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna think the Houston Texans are gonna be the third team in the Colts, rounded out, especially if Jonathan
0: Taylor doesn't play for them. Give me a sleeper team in the NFL, and then I'll give you. It could be AFC you know, or I NFC this you, or the in AFC. the entire NFL that you think is gonna surprise people this year. Oh, okay. I have one. If you want me to start, oh, you go ahead then. If you have one in my I day. think the Saints. I think the Saints could be good this year. I think they've got a strong defense. I like Derek Carr more than some people. I think Olave is sick. I think that, you know, you add Jamal Williams and you've got this uncertainty with Kamara coming off of a really bad year, even if he is suspended for a while, I think you can bridge the gap with Jamal Williams. And then I saw on one of the morning shows, I think it was ESPN, maybe it was NFL Network. They showed a list. Actually, no, it was. It was a clip of a radio host in New Orleans, and he was going through all of the quarterbacks that these Saints play this year. It is laughable. They they don't play Like any good quarterbacks, there's a handful of them. There's a couple. So you look at the matchups and you go, okay, is Derek Carr the better quarterback here? And it was like 12 of the weeks, Derek Carr was the better quarterback. So I think the Saints could be a team that, you know, hits their over makes the playoffs. And I don't want to say makes noise because I think that they're top out at like, you know, you win a wild card game and then you lose, but I don't think there's a lot of buzz around the Saints in the NFL. All right, well, I'm just going to go back to the
1: Steelers. I think the Steelers are better than people give them credit for. I think the Steelers will fight for a playoff spot this year and could very well do it. I'm not going to say they're going to contend for the AFC North, but you know how much I love Mike Tomlin. It's right. Mm-hmm. As I like to say, he rolls out of bed and wins nine games. Now you have Kenny Pickett, what a really good second half. Last year, you have some additions they made in the offseason. I'm going to go with the Steelers as a sleeper team. I just think it's tough in the AFC for anybody to be a sleeper. So that's the team I'm going with. All right, I got a question for you. I'm going to take questions from the listeners too.